Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the podcast. I'm G. With me, as always, is Justin and Peter. Boys, it is Super Bowl Sunday. We are just one day away from Witch Queen dropping. There's a lot to be excited about uh, today. Oh, we're eight days away. I said from Witch Queen dropping. I said, I, didn't I say eight days? You said one day, didn't you? Or did I miss a week and one you? day? I think I said a week and one day. Oh, okay. Either way, fun <laughs> fact. I forgot that it was Super Bowl Sunday until just now. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't surprise me. Given that it is Super Bowl Sunday, Peter, are you feeling holly and jolly? Um, This is, I have two holy days out of the entire year. (laughs) One is Super Bowl Sunday. uh, Combine. Can I just say that I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to respectfully request that you had a third. Um, Your third holy day out of the year is day one raid day. Yes. Ah, true, true. Yeah, that's one thousand percent because it is for me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's def- I can definitely say the same. I have more than three holy days, but that is definitely going to be one of them. I've never uh, considered my holy days, but day one raid day is going to be one of them for sure. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Well, as excited as we are for both the Super Bowl, well, t- uh, you know, three three quarters of the podcast is excited for the Super Bowl, um, but. Uh, <laughs> As excited as we I'm are. I'm just going to point out, it's not that I'm not excited about it. I just forgot because I, I just don't care. But I mean, I'll I'll watch it. I guess that makes me not excited, doesn't <laughs> yeah, it, by I kind of definition. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Fair I enough. I think that qualifies. But hey, you know, to each his own. You're not, you're not all in on the NFL. And, you know, honestly, you're probably better off for it, as Peter and I would probably tell you. Based I will on tell you that I think Urban Meyer sucks, but you know. Well, a lot of people. Oh, a podcast for another time. I could yeah. spend three hours <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. shitting on Urban Meyer. Okay. Yeah. I but could, what we're here I to talk about. 20 minutes to that. At what we're here but, to talk about is Peter's selection of movie. Exactly. Yes. So, like I was saying, as excited as we are for the Super Bowl and being within spitting distance of the Witch Queen uh, expansion, today is not about those things. Today is about the last movie we all watched together. Dances with Wolves. Is it Dances with Wolves or Dances with Wolves? Dances with all Wolves. All three hours of it. All three hours and one <laughs> yeah, minute of it. I had to say, just up the top before we jump into it, Peter, I can't, like, it may have, this may have been one movie that we would have benefited from watching it together. Because I know, speaking for myself, I've watched it over, well, basically over like a five day period, not sequential. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I think I told you guys, like, just trying to get finished. I was, like, watching it at traffic lights for three minutes at a time. <laughs> yeah. It was a time commitment. Yeah. No, I had to break it up, too. And I, you know, believe it or not, I go back and watch this movie, like, every, you know, seven or eight months. And wow. each time, you got to break it up. Every Did time, you know? it's such a long movie. I don't want to burn all of my trivia here because I did learn some interesting trivia about this movie. But did you know that this is the highest grossing Western of all time? I did know that. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah. Wow. I'm surprised John Wayne's getting beat out like that. No, man. I mean, get to remember like back in his day. Yeah. Yeah. Highest grossing Western of all time. Also, just before we get started um, for our new listener (laughs) listeners, (laughs) if we have um, any. (laughs) uh we the the way that this whole thing works is we we go by my patented imdb wheelhouse system pending a patent pending yeah that's true i gotta submit the paperwork so for now i'm just gonna say patent pending um because everybody does um the way the wheelhouse works is it's just it's it's merely a guidepost for me to not watch movies that i'm gonna hate right now 
the way it works is you go to IMDb, you look up a movie, it's got a score, even a TV show too, but the wheelhouse doesn't apply to TV shows. We can get into that oh, some really? other time. Oh, that's yeah, it does Um, but, uh, it's got a score. So if that score is between 5.5 and 8.0, it's in the wheelhouse. Now that's not to say that every single movie that I, uh, that I, that, that is in there because most movies are in 5.5 to 8.0, to be honest. It's not to say that every movie that's in there, I'm going to like, that's not it at all. It's just that if a movie's out of there, but so it's below a 5.5 or it's above an 8.0, I'm probably, probably not going to like it. Not necessarily won't. Right. Cause I liked return of the King. Yes. And it's like a 9.1 or something like that. Not just liked loved. Um, but in general, loved. if, if it's a, if it's a above an 8.0, I'm probably not going to like it. So this movie, Peter, right on a knife's edge, my man, it's, it's 8.0. Like teetering. it's right there. Just yeah. teetering on the brink. Well, and I mean, you know, I was, when I was doing research and trying to figure out what movie I wanted to do, I thought, you know, maybe Dances with Wolves would work. And I saw the 8.0, but that also, you know, brings on the pressure of this is the, you know, highest rated movie the wheelhouse can have. So naturally it should be one of the better ones, right? Does, does, do you look at it that way, Justin? Because I don't know if I look at it that way. I, I don't look at it that way, but it's an interesting perspective, right? Like I have always just thought about like, is it, is it in or is it out? Not, yeah. you know, necessarily where it is. I will tell you that like, I feel like almost a perfect score for me is like 7.2, mm. right? Like it's, it's high enough that it's not going to be some shit movie. Um, but it's not so high that it's teetering on the edge and I'm going to think it's a little bit too high brow and then I'm going to get disinterested. Um, but no, I've never really thought about like, if it's an 8.0, it's really got to be the, the cream of the crop. Um, but it's an interesting way to, to think about it yeah for sure well with with all that off the top let's get into it peter yeah well uh let me just start off this movie uh is the reason i believe kevin costner is the greatest american ever <laughs> wow and it's not just because he did draft day no that's part of that's 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 a factor but this is the <laughs> now I need to know by far and away most important thing on his resume Really? He starred in this movie and he directed it. And, you know, I don't think movies like this will get made anymore. I mean, it was just, it's, it's long. It's very, very slow, which I'm sure we'll dive into later. But my God, I mean, I, Kevin Costner, American hero. And so Dances with Wolves follows Kevin Costner's character, who is a Civil War hero who attempts to find himself on the American frontier. And in that process, he um, eventually begins to encounter a band of Lakota Indians and begins to exchange, you know, culture with the band of Indians and in the process is able to find himself. He kind of has this, you know, spiritual reawakening and finds himself with this band of Indians and you know the title card of the movie dances with wolves the native americans give him the name dances with wolves because he's dancing slash playing with a wolf who's kind of his side you know companion throughout the movie and uh it's a long movie the majority of the runtime takes place during the process in which kevin costner kind of 
becomes friends and gains the trust of the Lakota Indians. And in that tribe, he eventually falls in love with a white woman who has been rescued and raised in the tribe. And I think, you know, one of the interesting parts of the movie is like, it's so long and you think, oh, well, this has to be the end of the movie. And then there's this sort of final act where tragedy results when Union soldiers arrive and capture him. And so then there's this whole, you know, scenario where he's being treated as a traitor and they have to rescue him. But it ends with Kevin Costner leaving the tribe and it ends with this sort of title card that just says, you know, 13 years later, the Lakota Indians basically surrendered. And so it's this really kind of weird timepiece sort of movie. And I'm very interested to hear what you guys think. Okay. First, before we get started, a little Kevin Costner trivia, um, Peter, which I'm interested given, you know, the high status in which uh, that he commands. The in greatest your life, American of all you time. Knew this. Um, Kevin Costner is one of the very few like blockbuster actors who has never come back for a sequel. Yeah. Wow. That's impressive. Smart man. For any, for any movie. Usually worse. Yeah. So there's no draft day two in the future. <laughs> yeah. What I'm, what I'm I want to point out draft uh, day is inside the wheelhouse. Just, yeah, no, it is. Yeah, it's actually, it's, it's a good movie. Um, okay. So. Get us, someone get us started here. Okay, I I'll, I'll go. Say. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. So, um, I I have a few points that I want to hit that occurred in this movie, but I, I think the movie, the whole point of this movie is to try and illustrate the duality of man through the lens of that time in history, especially that time in history. Um, it was, it is a, a unique time in American history where, you know, settling was happening, push the great, you know, push to the west. Um, and basically two cultures were at war and one was going to win. And, you know, um, I think that's what this movie is trying to illustrate. I think it does a good job of illustrating it because you have both sides. You have like Kevin Costner's relationship with, with that, that tribe and them able to share, you know, together. And then you have also earlier in the movie where, um, a different tribe, I think it was the, it was a Pawnee tribe that attacked the, uh, parents, and also attacked that uh, the uh, what's his name the guy who <laughs> I feel who would that Peter would have uh, probably been like that guy if he had lived back in Timmons day. Timmons yeah Timmons was a weird dude <laughs> yeah there's a lot of weird I got a lot to say about him too yeah so but him him like, just randomly getting attacked you know by the Pawnee <clears> and then later the Union soldiers of course just like they just see someone who looks like an Indian, they just start firing. Like, you know, there was, you basically get all sides from all groups of people in this movie. Yep. Um, I like, I'm just going to, I'm going to dive in. Um, <clears throat> and I'm going to start with the beginning. Like <laughs> my man, the Lieutenant, lieutenant. Uh, um, he like just decides like, nah, you're not, not cutting family. my leg off. Right. Like, first of all, do we ever know what had happened to him? He had just been no, injured in a nondescript way. It's right? like that yeah. uh, opening to Skyrim. You wake up in the back of a wagon. You just yeah. wake up on the operating table in a Civil War hospital. 
I just don't understand. And Peter, you've seen this movie a bunch, so maybe you can explain it to me. But I don't understand how it went from like, how did he go from I've woken up on this like field hospital bed. They've taken my boot off. And I know I've, you know, seen this show enough times that I know that means they're going to cut my leg off. So well, they I'm going to put the I'm surgeons. Put, actually does he it. hear him? Yeah, he heard them. Oh, OK. All right. So I'm going to put my boot back on and then I'm going to get on a horse and I'm going to ride across the battlefield well, he was trying magically to commit, not get shot. He was trying to like, commit suicide. Is that what was happening? Yeah, he was trying yeah. to commit suicide. Um, so, like, sorry, Peter, if you want to answer this, I'll let you. No, go ahead. I mean, this so, is. Yeah, back then, uh, um, back then it was like it, you could die from, like, getting your foot amputated was a way to save your life, but you could also die from it. Yeah, no, of course. One, yeah, one. infection, bad. Right. And they didn't, like, medical standards back then, like. So he know, had just decided, hey, I'm not going to make it. Well, if he did survive, though, no, no, no. See, this is the worst part. It's almost worse. Like in his mind, I, I understand what he was thinking. It, it, at that time, to not have your leg or your foot, or yeah, because he sees that guy like on the crutches, sort of like hobbling around. Yeah, and I mean, he's not into that. At, at that time period, it was really hard to live without your leg. Yeah. So you know, he's like, man, I'd rather just like you know, let's not do yeah. that. So he was one hundred percent trying to commit suicide. Which it's like the synopsis that I pulled from from Wikipedia said a Civil War hero. I was like, I don't know if he's a hero. He just yeah, he didn't seem like much of a hero. Yeah. Well, no, but that's that's I think that's kind of he is a hero because in his sort of uh you know suicide attempt, the other soldiers don't quite see it the same way including the general and they all think like, well, this guy's just a crazy, you right. know, rootin' tootin' son of a bitch. And so they basically all charge forward upon seeing him, you know, taunting the enemy side. And that's when he gets promoted to the lieutenant. Right. And that's sure. when he gets all the lieutenant. accolades and gets to choose where he, you know, goes. And I, I think that is kind of like a, you know, maybe he's not a, a civil war hero from our perspective but from his you know sure. from the union side he is side note do you guys you know when he like he puts his boot back on and then he like crawls back out to the front lines and he's laying next to that guy and they're talking yeah. i don't know if you guys had this i had to turn subtitles on because i could not understand that guy i watch yeah. movies with subtitles like just from the start oh interesting <laughs> i find if i turn them on all i ever do is look at the subtitles and i don't actually watch the movie but you know, whatever. But yeah. yeah, no, I couldn't understand him. I had to turn subtitles on to figure out what the hell this guy was saying. <laughs> the guy he was talking to, right? The guy he was talking to. Yeah. I don't think I had trouble understanding him. Um, but I maybe it's just because I watched it with subtitles. But yeah. All right. So then he gets transported to wherever. Well, yeah. So the, the result of him and his heroic deeds, I'm doing air quotes. Um, heroic <laughs> deeds. Um, was he get to chose any posts he wanted, and he chose basically as far into the frontier as you can get posted. Right. Which, like, let me be clear. Like, I don't have a problem with like this. this I don't think he made the decisions he made out of like being a coward or anything. It was just like, I mean, it was a brutal that the Civil War was a brutal time. Sure. In, in our nation's history, and it, it was, it, you know, he had reached the point of, you know, he couldn't take it anymore. He Which, no longer cared. Yeah. Yeah. He, so like he did, the, I think he, I think he, the decision he made, the decisions he made was within reason for his situation. Right. Uh, what I don't understand is he gets, po so he gets posted to the frontier and he gets there and he talks to the commander of dude, 
I have so many questions. I, I, let's, ah. just, let's just dive in right here. Like, what was this guy's problem? He's not in the Civil War. Uh, like, I don't even know how to describe it. So he's like this slovenly, 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 yeah, so, slovenly. Prestidigitation. Prestidigitation. <laughs> um, slovenly, just uh, commander. He's in. He's in like the blue uniform of the Union at the time. But like his hair is long. Um, at one point, he says, he tells Kevin Costner after they had this weird exchange where Kevin Costner says, I want to get po- send me to the post. And the guy's like, what is life? Why does it matter? Or something like that. And he is leaving and he calls him back and he says, I've just pissed myself and no one can do anything about it. Yeah. And like, right. And then he said, this, my seal will like ensure your safe transport and like folds it an impossible number of times. Like what the hell? Yeah. I'm pretty sure didn't even write English. You just Peter, like, have this- you, have you unraveled the secret of this man? because I need to know it. Yeah. Um, so I actually have thought about this for a long time. <laughs> Cause years. that's, that's definitely one of the weirder moments in the movie. And, uh, when I watched this with my girlfriend, she stopped the movie and was like, we're not watching anymore until you explain what the F just happened. <laughs> that's why I, I, I considered calling you on discord to be like, All right, you're gonna have to like, what is happening here? And I think the point of it is this sort of like, illusion almost to like a because he calls him a knight he calls kevin costner's character a knight right i thought that was weird too and so what's going on is he's sending a knight on a fool's errand and he's kind of this like um i don't know it's like the it's like the holy grail sort of allegory where he you know a, a gallant a gallant knight is being sent on a quest to the space in which like to the frontier to the unknown and the kingdom which is like that outpost where that guy is in charge of is like the corrupt sort of land that needs to be saved that's kind of how i've always maybe interpreted it as but you know, so why, there's a lot so then, of stuff in this movie that just never gets explained. Yeah. So, know? like, the thing that, that, that just kills me is like, why does he off himself? Yeah. Cause, I mean, like, because other like, than as, it's just, it's, it, I've seen too much. It's been going on too long. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's the sort of yeah. the easy explanation. Right. Well, the other, the other explanation is that um, he, when he says, I've pissed myself and no one can do anything about it, it could be that he has some sort of disease that's causing issues. Maybe. And so he's lost control over his like bodily functions. Mm. Yeah. And so like, he's yeah. kind of planning on ending things anyways. I just, this I random, they didn't have depends back then. This random yeah, lieutenant right? just shows up and, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, weird. basically the exact same questions you had just like, why, why, like, and you, you alluded to it, but like, as Kevin Costner is riding away to his post, the guy, sh- the commander shoots himself in the head. And it's just like, yeah. th- and this is like within the first, 30 minutes of the movie. But then, like, before yeah. that happens, he's, like, banging on the window at Kevin Costner's character as he's yeah. walking away. I can't even remember what he said. The yeah. first 30 minutes of this movie were strange. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it really set a tone that I felt was unraveled by the rest of the movie. Yeah. Um, and maybe that was by design. You know, if I ever have a one-on-one conversation with Kevin Costner, this is the question I'm going to ask why? him. Just I'm gonna, why? I'm going to ask him specifically, what is the character origins of that commander 
and Dances with Wolves. Well, you know, there's a book. We like. I'll bet you we could read the book oh, and find out a little there? bit more. Okay, yeah. there. Now I'll get answers to these questions for sure. Please keep us informed. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right, and then he goes like he gets in the wagon with Timmons. Timmons. Right? Let's let's. Dive what a Timmons. weird dude Timmons is. Yeah. He's not weird. He's just alternatively built. That's <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, I mean, well, you got to get out to the frontier somehow, right? Just so happens to be with Timmins, who's quite the uh, has a lot of flatulence. And uh, <laughs> at one know. point, so at one point, they're sitting in the fire, and Kevin Costner's there, like being the great American hero he is, and he's drawing in his journal. This journal will play a pivotal role throughout the rest of this film. Yeah. He's drawing in the journal and generally just making notes. Timmons is trying to engage him in some sort of, you know, I want to, I don't want to say intellectual discourse, but discourse nonetheless. <laughs> um, and just Timmons is, he fails in doing so. So he starts putting the pots and the pans away and then he just farts out of nowhere and he just starts laughing his ass off. Yeah. <laughs> He's a weird dude. Uh, can you imagine Kevin Costner talking to the actor who played Timmons and say, okay, this is what I need you to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, that takes a smart, you know, dedicated director to, and brave. <laughs> so much Dare bravery. I say an American hero. So much bravery. Yeah. Um, so then, but so then he goes with Timmons and he finally gets posted on this sort of, abandoned outpost right in the farthest farthest edge of the american frontier and then there's you know quite a runtime where it's just him alone in this sort of encampment did you guys have any questions or confusion about that section yeah there was a part where he mentioned there were caves and that people were living in them and then zero mention of it after that yeah well so, so what you what did you think i, was like, I well, mean my I, guess I thought is, that was going to be a pivotal role in the movie, and then it was just never mentioned again. My guess is that the people who were at that fort, the soldier fort, um, before him were getting raided so constantly by the tribes that they felt like their only choice was to abandon the posts and like carve these caves into the hillside because that would be like their only way to defend themselves. That was, that was my read for that, for, for why they did that. Hmm. That was my read as well. But you know, another, another situation where it's like, what the hell is going on? And then there's also the, the, the carcasses in the water, in the water. Yeah. It's like, what's going on there. And also like, it seemed like just a bunch of stuff had been thrown, like like, thrown into the, into that lake pond area for like almost no reason. So I, like I was thinking direction, like did like people go mad, like legitimately lose their minds and just start digging holes in the hillside and throwing things into the, to the water. I don't know. So let me, let me interject here. Like one of the reasons that the wheelhouse exists is because it helps me avoid movies where you got to like, pick up on the, the deep rooted symbology of what did the director mean with this and what yeah. did the director mean with that um and with this movie i'm somewhere between i'm not smart enough to watch this movie or it's just a bunch of random shit that didn't really mean anything and i can't tell out which one is which well i think there's a third one which is 
there's random stuff in this movie that doesn't get fully explained by the movie, and that's a failure. Well, yeah, but that like that's on some the level, that's a, fault. Yeah, exactly. That's on some level that's a failure of of the movie or of the director. Yeah. So I I don't know I, I like maybe, maybe I'm dumb for me to criticize the great American hero Kevin Costner. No, I mean the first you. the first act is one of the most heavily debated things about the movie. You know, it there's just so many random things and and yeah, I almost weird think shit that happens. I almost think there's basically two movies. There's the first half of this movie or the first like uh, quarter of this movie, and then there's the rest of the movie. Yeah, you could almost take out the 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 long montage of him being alone and keep like a, a small percentage of it and attach it to the rest of the movie. And you have, then you have like a two hour and, and 15 minute movie. Yeah. No, <laughs> I feel like we're like, we will have spent 30 seconds here on the podcast talking about an hour of the movie. Right. Like, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's very, well, then that gets into a whole nother, you know, question, which is, this is when the movie becomes really slow, right? It spends a lot of time with just, you know, Kevin Costner Shaving. doing camp Alone activities. with his thoughts, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I don't know if you guys played Red Dead 2, but they're like, Red Dead 2, the pacing in that game was slow. Yeah. Um, and this felt very Red Dead 2 for a variety of reasons, not just the pacing. No, I, I, that's a, uh, that's a great, comparison that's one of the reasons i love red dead too is because i i kind of like the slow peter likes to luxuriate you know, in a movie i like to, likes to savor every moment <laughs> i like to see you know just the character being crafted you know in the early first act of the movie like all of his little weird interactions with like dirt right that gets me going <laughs> <laughs> and that's not for everyone and that's why you know i heard it here first, an interesting folks. movie to pick because it's an 8.0 which is like you know it's not like a 9 or a 10 or it's not like a bad movie it's kind of but for the wheelhouse it should be one of the higher ranked movies and yet it's this movie that people either hate it don't know what to think or there's very few of us who are like this is in my top five by the way just would anybody like to guess the number one rated movie of all time on IMDb? Uh, can you give me just one hint? <clears throat> How do I give you a hint? Well, no, no. I know exactly what kind of hint I want. Okay. Um, all I want to know is, was it made before or after the year 2000? Before. Okay. Citizen Kane? That's a nope. good guess. That's wow. a good guess, Peter. Citizen Kane is not even in the top 10. Shit. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't rank it that high, but I think a lot of people do. So that's why it's a good guess. Okay. Um, oh, man. Before. Uh, I have no idea. Is it, uh, is it uh, Titanic? No. Is also Titan not in the top 10. Not in the top 10. Wow. You want to hear what number 10 is? Sure. Fellowship of the Ring. Shout out. Good. Shout out. Good. <laughs> I honestly, four is the dark knight oh i think that's overdone i think it's oh, too high numbers two and three are the godfather and the godfather part, part, part two, two respectively yeah yeah highest highest of all time before the year 2000 mm. gone with the wind i don't know no nope. yeah that's a good guess all right too. i'm just gonna tell you it's the shawshank redemption uh, oh nice 
I've only I'm seen, okay with that. <laughs> I honestly have not seen that full movie. In I, which I'm just going to tell you out of the wheelhouse, obviously, because it's the highest rated movie of all time on IMDb. And I actually like that movie. Okay. I was going to, my next guess would be Mac, Mad Max Fury Road, but yeah, I was going to go, well, I, that's <laughs> the year 2000. Uh, I was going to guess Avatar. That was why I was, that's why I asked what your, oh God. I don't think Avatar's. Let's just see what it well, is. Anyway, we well, should get back to the movie. Yeah, we should, Sorry. Yeah. Well, so funny enough, Avatar has been called the space alien version of Dances with Wolves. That makes sense. That's, I'm, I'm, like segueing us, I'm segueing us right back to the movie. Justin. Yeah. Avatar 7.8. Oh, it's in wow. the wheelhouse? Yeah. Okay. All right. That's going to be one of mine in the future. <laughs> All right. So Avatar. when we last left off, Kevin Costner was having... Interactions, interactions with, with dirt. dirt yes yeah and that's the first that's the first half of the movie i want to say yeah and yeah, then pretty much he, yes and he, it does like the pacing does pick up from yeah from the in yeah. the second half i feel like yeah and so then finally the sort of driving plot of the movie occurs when kevin costner begins to interact with the band of lakota indians and how do they like how do they first discover each other do they find him or does he find them so first he had some uh didn't he get attacked beforehand, but it was by a different tribe? No. So no, Timmons, Timmons gets attacked by the Oh, no, they stole his horse, didn't they? They tried no. to. Or they tried to. Well, no, they... I, I think the first thing that oh. happens is they see his smoke from a no, fire. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's no, the they Pawnee. See, they see Timmons. They see Timmons, Timmons smoke. smoke. What happens is Kicking Bird, who's one of the, who's one of the Lakota, just wanders into the camp while Kevin Costner is bathing. And yeah, he he like investigates everything, and then he just just tries to take the horse. That's right, and he like nakedly chases him out of his camp. Exactly. Yeah, nakedly. And, I don't think is a word, but it is yeah. now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then Kicking Bird goes back to the tribe and tells them that you know there's there's a white man on that. Yeah, they, they, I love that he horse. says I, I I think he can be reasoned with because he was a naked man who chased him <laughs> out of a camp. Yeah, perhaps a leap is being made here. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think that's and then that's when the the young kids try to steal the horse. Yeah, that's right. And, and so then, that was the inevitable like how do they get together? Right. Yeah. And so then, you know, several major events happen throughout the course of Kevin Costner kind of ingratiating himself within that Lakota tribe. <clears throat> Did any scenes stand out from that whole sort of middle act of the movie that you guys wanted to talk about? I think um, I mean obviously the buffalo hunt, right? Yeah. Buffalo hunt is awesome. Yeah. But that's kind of one of the later, later ones. Yeah. <sighs> so um one thing that I thought was interesting was the so when they have the the confab around, you know, what to do about the soldier down at the fort, the guy who's like supposed to be like, you know, the hothead of the group, uh, I think his name was Wind, Wind in his hair. hair. Wind in his hair, yeah, or Wind in Hair. Yeah. He's like, you know, all loud up, like he's like, let's, you know. <laughs> Let's get rid of this guy. Um, but they decided, decided to wait. The kids go and try to steal the horse. and They fail because Cisco, the horse, is like, nah, bro, I'm stay here. Um, and, like, yanks one of the kids off of the horse. Um, and so they go, the, the adults go back, led by Wind and Hare, go back to steal the horse. And Wind and Hare, like, he, so he's supposed to be the hothead. And he goes right up to Costner and is just shouting in his face, waving his spear. Um, but obviously Costner decides not to do anything. But what I found was interesting was, you know, the and obviously it was for the plot, but it's like he doesn't attack him. And maybe that was because uh, the the tribal chief was like, let's not do anything yet. Maybe that was why, but. 
Kevin Costner had a lot of plot armor in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. I thought it was well, funny. No, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, like, yeah, I mean, there's like a bunch of moments like that where it's like, why doesn't that person just shoot Kevin Costner or just right. kill Kevin Costner right there? Right. But he just manages to keep on going forward, you know? Even like so, later, much later in the movie, maybe I'll, maybe I'll say this, but much later in the movie, I thought there was for sure a moment where this guy, Kevin Costner, is going to get shot now and he doesn't yeah. get shot. Yeah. Yeah. So, Peter, when you say like this whole like, you know, big, long stretch of the movie, are there any scenes that really stand out? Like, I, I got to come back to not really. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, well, so I would say there's a few. So any interaction between um, Kicking Bird and... Yeah, Kevin Costner were just. I thought they were so fun. You know, they were well. They were really well done, right? Yeah, like, and, and I, I was guys, laughing. Like I, guys, there was very comedic moments. I just read a book called um, Project Hail Mary, and it's by the same guy who wrote The Martian. Mm. Um, and I don't want to give it away for anybody who might want to read it, but like, there's a lot of there's a lot of similarities um, between project hail mary and this movie in terms of like this like we're going to kind of feel around in the dark as we figure each other out kind of thing and like try to find some common ground yeah yeah that's cool and uh i think that's kind of the you know i would say that's kind of that relationship right there is sort of the you know not not like point of the movie but it's like the main sort of i don't know like to me that's kind of what makes dances with wolves so great is the you know interaction and the relationship between kevin costner and kicking bird and them just trying to you know find common ground and yeah. feel each other out which they spoiler spoiler like alert orders. it changed to nothing <laughs> but uh, yeah you know they both had high hopes yeah, well, and that, yeah, so so then uh, after, you know, uh, another long, lengthy period of the movie where Kevin Costner's character is getting, you know, learning to live like the Lakotas. And they're not um, attacking him on site any longer. Right. Yeah. There's the scene where he encounters the thundering of the buffalo, runs to the tribe. Gets and they do attack him on side again. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, this is the guy they had literally just seen like the day before. Yeah. He's been hanging out with him, and he <laughs> and shows just start up beating and him beat up. The shit out even, of him. Even yeah. like the women and the children are just like. <laughs> and you know he's screaming out, you know, my favorite word of the movie, Tatanka. 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 I mean, I say that word at least once a day. No joke. So Tatanka was a great professional wrestler, by the way. Uh, yeah, I thought for sure the part where he's like m miming the buffalo and basically playing charades with Kicking Bird and Winded Hair, I thought for sure like what was going to happen was Kicking Bird was just going to reveal like, oh, actually, I can speak English and you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. Like if there were ever a parody of that movie, that's what would happen. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, but that that brings up another you know vital character, which is uh, stands with a fist who is the white woman who's rescued by the Lakotas when she's a young child, grows up in the tribe and is able to be the translator between Kevin Costner and Kicking Bird. 
and eventually becomes the romantic interest as well for Kevin Costner. Um, one of the more interesting acting performances I can remember. Hmm. Like that's got to be a tough, you know, role to play, but that's one of my other major issues with the movie is she, she, she isn't the greatest. I, I was not like thrilled with her performance. <laughs> I feel it, like they could have It was cast... a tough thing they asked her to do, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I, I guess like maybe you're constrained by the. I didn't realize there was a book because at in the moment I was thinking like, why would they just not do this differently? Because I think the whole, the whole reason for her existence, other than being a romantic interest for Kevin Costner, is to bridge the language barrier. Yeah, you could do this in different ways that I feel like would make a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah, and but to circle back, so then, you know, they're interacting. Kevin Costner almost gets beat to death. And then he finally is saying Tatanka, Tatanka, when he's on the ground. And then the great buffalo hunt happens. Well, and that's... They, go, they go from like beating him up to like cheering. Yeah. Because <laughs> they were and like, that's kind of the final moment in which waiting. he becomes like a respected person within the community. Right. Dare I say he goes native. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, perfect. You know, that's that's exactly what happens. Yeah, I mean, and, the next hour of the movie is essentially just that happening. Yeah, like they go through the Buffalo Hunt, which is pretty epic, by the way. And apparently, <clears throat> I learned that the production company for the movie spent like a quarter of a million dollars on animatronic buffalo for uh, really? um, for that scene to make sure that no animals accidentally got hurt. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but the Buffalo's, uh, Buffalo Hunt was pretty dope. And then afterwards, like... <laughs> Like the scene of them like riding along after the buffalo hunt and all these people are just coming up next to him and they're like lieutenant and they're yeah. very excited to see him yeah. and they're like giving him jerky and stuff yeah. so good. like we just beat the shit out of you two days ago but now have some jerky yeah <laughs> jerky soothes all yeah well and then you know as you said he goes native and falls in love with kicking uh with stands with the fist and that kind of starts the final act of the movie. So real quick, before we get into that, I had a really hard time understanding how much time the movie was expecting me to know had passed. Mm. Right. Cause like he got pretty fluent pretty quickly in their language. Like, is there, I mean, are there any markers that I missed that show he go like out there how in the long... spring and then it was winter by the end of the movie. That's, that's so... true. That's the only thing they give us, though. And yeah, so, so know like, presumably he was, yeah, so it could have been, multi, yeah, I think, though, we would have seen a winter. So, like, presumably he went uh, over the course of, what, three or eight four months? months? Eight he months, went pretty right? full native. Well, let's, yeah, I guess I'm thinking, like, let's say he got there in, like, March. Yeah, but there was still plenty of time where he wasn't, you know, talking to them and they only really accepted him after the Buffalo hunt. That was a good amount of time. And yeah. then for yeah. him to like go that fluent, that was pretty fast. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're dealing with a little bit of suspension of disbelief on that. Yeah, front. I think so. But you know, Hey, you know, it's Hollywood, right? It happens, but sure. yeah, that's I don't one think of it's other... that unbelievable, but it may be uh, Lieutenant John Dunbar was just, I think uh, you mean Lieutenant Lieutenant John Dunbar was just really Lieutenant good. at learning. John Dunbar. He John was, J. Dunbar. John okay. Dunbar. So one Dunbar. Of the, Remember they're calling the him Dun Dunbar. Dunbar. That was yeah. the funniest part of the movie for me. He He's like, like, and it seemed like he got offended too. He was like, no, not Dunbar. <laughs> yeah. Dunbar. That's probably the only part I, I actually laughed. Um, I mean, oh, yeah, I don't I, think I laughed. It's not once. like this is like a comedy. Oh. 
I was laughing the entire movie. The entire movie? Yeah. I mean, not, <laughs> not, not the serious scenes. But. I can tell you two parts I didn't laugh at. <laughs> and they involved the horse and they involved the wolf. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that's that act. So the look. final act of the movie is when things go south, right? And I'll never forget watching this with my girlfriend. And she goes, Peter, the movie should be ending soon, right? Why is there so much? <laughs> yeah, no, we got left? another hour. <laughs> is something oh. bad going to happen? And this I just went, ah, you know. Like, ah. So this is the same thing happened to me, except I I didn't look at the time, but I knew I roughly how much time it elapsed and how much time is left. And I was like, there's too much time left for this to be like the way we wrap up the movie. Like there's yeah. some tragedies going to occur for sure. Yeah. See, I had seen it a long time ago, so I remembered that it didn't end well, but yeah. I didn't remember how. Yeah. Well, I mean, you captured it. The horse, he, he, he goes back to get his journal. Yeah, because Which, the journal was going to give him away, right? Like, So I don't it, understand that on any level. It's like you're that worried about the journal. Because like on some level, this tribe, they're nomadic. It's not like they stay in the same place all the time, right? So just don't come back to this exact spot. You're going to run into the Union anyway unless you're unless you just move further west. I think he was worried about what ultimately happened, right? <clears throat> like I think he was worried that they were going to get that journal and like go after the traitor. But, but they don't, but I, I guess that I would argue is like, even with the journal, they don't know if he's alive or not. No, that's fair. I guess I just think maybe what he was thinking was like, Hey, let me just take that off the table. Right? Like if they don't have a reason to come looking for me, then they won't come looking for me and it won't be a problem. But I mean, you make a fair point. Like why, like why risk it? Why go back for it? I guess, I guess, I guess the only thing I would say is if it was that important, why did he leave it at the fort to begin with? Sure. Yeah. Well, cause exactly. that was his home. Right. And he would travel from the fort to but go at the to the end, tribe. I think he was doing that. He was fully living with the tribe. Yeah. And like they'd given him his own even, lodge and everything. Stands yeah. with this even asks him, do you have everything you need? Yeah. He, at the fort. And he's like, yeah, I already went and got everything basically. Except my journal. <laughs> Except one yeah. thing that. Well, he that also didn't know thing. that when he would return to his base camp, it would be fully stocked with soldiers. He right? didn't, but he expected it, right? He, like there's a point well, in the movie when yeah. he's journaling where he says, you know, I, I kind of expect I'm going to come back here one day and there are going to be, you know, yeah, soldiers everywhere. I'd yeah. be interested to see how the book is, does that, does it use the journal or is there some other uh, driving factor for him to go back? But so he, he, he ends up going back for the journal and his legendary horse Cisco immediately gets shot. He gets captured, and yeah, well, they see, well, they see him from the soldiers see him, and he's dressed, you know, like, like a native tribe. So yeah, they start shooting at him, like just that. He's just one man on a horse. Being one thing I learned, start shooting at him. So that's how. And the I understand that killed. ballistics of the day weren't doing them any favors, but man, the U.S. Army really bad shots. I figured out like. In the, in the, they ham it up. Uh, they definitely the, ham it up. In the course of this, well, movie. those guns. I mean, I guess I would, we need to know exactly what. Well, like what, I'm saying, the ballistics of the day are, aren't doing them any favors. We right? need the yeah, the whole uh, at, at least the the muzzle loaded weapons of that era highly inaccurate. Yeah, no, I know, like no rifling and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So I get it, but still, it was just hilarious. Like, <laughs> especially with the wolf before it wasn't funny. Um, yeah. Anyway, go ahead, Peter. Well, so he gets captured, he gets interrogated, 
he chooses to not um, betray his tribe, right? Because he's now gone fully native. And that's when the Lakota tribe, you know, his friends decide to rescue him. Well, here's the thing that I that I didn't understand about this bit, which is, you know, they capture him and there's that scene where he's like laying on the ground inside one of the, the, like the huts in the fort. Um, and they're like, they're asking him if he speaks English. Now I guess I get that he's dressed a certain way, but he's also very clearly a white guy. Yeah. Um, like it just weird to me that they didn't make that connection. Like, Oh, he's one of us. Maybe they thought he was one of the, Maybe he thought he had like like stands with this. Maybe he thought he like grew up truly gone native. I am maybe, yeah. Maybe. maybe he thought they thought he grew up in in the yeah, tribe or be. something. But I don't know. Yeah. I, again, one of the questions, which is like, you know, and and you kind of see that interaction happen where it's like the higher ups are trying to just talk to him, like he's yeah, he's just clearly, you know, a white guy. Like he definitely knows English. And then the kind of grunts are just like, he's a savage. He doesn't do, he's, you know, <laughs> lost his mind. Like we just got to kill him. Right. Yeah. And so there's, there's kind of that interaction, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, the whole scene too, where he says like, I am, you know, in Lakota, he's saying like, you are not worthy for me to talk to. Mm-hmm. Like, why not just try to explain yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think, I, I think, the decisions of the of the character at the time made sense. I don't think you can explain. I don't think there was a way for him to explain it that would end end up like where with him either letting him go or you know creating peace between them and the. I got. I just don't think no. that was in the cards. It, it, that that the ship posture of the uh, the Union soldiers that were there. Yeah, like they were there to basically hunt down anybody who is part of any tribe. Yeah. That's that's that was, they were just looking like he, even Kevin, Kevin Costa's character even says that they're just looking for an excuse just to shoot anything, which yeah. is why when they're transporting in the wolf, two socks is on the mountain range looking over and R. they R. just two start socks. taking shots at two socks. Oh yeah. This is legitimately angry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of the last half of the movie is like, like my girlfriend was so mad at me. She's like, "They kill the dog, they kill the horse. Why did you make me watch this?" And I'm like, "Yeah, you just got to bear with it." So to, to to end it, then how the movie ends is he gets rescued, which is great. Stan, uh, Wind and Hair comes in and just and just you know with his buddies and they just wreck shop. Awesome. Get back to the tribe. They're in their winter quarters. And Costner basically tells Ten Barris, who's the, the tribal chief, yo, we can't stay here. And also, they're going to try to hunt me down, so I'm going to leave. I'm going to be out. Um, and you guys just like, you know, y'all need to take care of yourself. So I 100% agree with, like, they were definitely going to hunt him down for sure, especially after, like, he, he, he went in there, got captured. They found out he was a traitor, quote, unquote, Um there was no way they were just going to let him just, you know, disappear into the plains. What I don't understand is why did he have to leave the tribe? It's, it's, it's not like the tracking was so good that they knew to track him specifically. If he separated from the tribe, they're just going to track the tribe. And on top of that, it like not, <clears throat> not too much before this moment, 
he has a conversation with Kicking Bird where he's like, hey, I'm going to level with you. Going to be a lot of white people coming. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. And the guy goes, how many? He goes, like the stars. That's how many. I mean, and he's um, not wrong. And so, like, the thing that, and he's not wrong, right? And so the thing that, like, that I don't understand is he knew that, like, whether he was with them or not. Yeah. The white people were going to hunt the tribe. Exactly. Period. The end. They just were. Right. And so I don't know why he felt he needed to separate himself from them other than we needed a dramatic conclusion to the movie. To the movie, yep. I agree with that. Yeah. Well, I think I think part of that ending is just to show that, like, I don't know. So that concludes the movie, right? And then mm -hmm. we get the epilogue credits, which says, within 13 years, the Lakota tribe turned themselves in. Right. And, you know, we know the rest from history, right? So, you know, overall, I think that sort of ending is just, um, you know, trying to make it seem like this story was a real possibility, not just fiction. And that, you know, in that scenario, the white guy, right, Kevin Costner just disappears in the wilderness and you never hear about you know, white guys or, you know, white women living with the tribes. That's kind of my interpretation of the ending, yeah. if that makes sense. I don't know. I thought the ending was kind of a mess. Yeah. I, I think to me, how I, how I thought it was going to end and, and, and at this moment, how I think it should have ended was Kevin Costner goes back to the fort. He gets captured. He decides I'm, I went native. I'm, I'm going to stay native, I'm not taking you guys anywhere near the Lakota on any level because they're my, you know, my community, they're my family, I'm going to protect them. And they take them out back and they shoot them. And I think that's how the ending, that's how the ending should have been. Yeah. Actually, that would have been a better ending. Yeah. And then it, it's like, you know, I, I feel like it would have bring, brought his character, like the whole point of the of, of, of Kosher's character, I think in this movie, it, well, not the whole point, but part of the point is he's lost, he's lost the meaning uh, of his own life like he, except for he, he's gained it back now that he's met them exactly and, he's met and, and stands and with this right exactly he had he gained it back and he's willing to die for it and he wasn't willing yeah. to die for it or i guess he was willing he was he was willing to die for a completely different reason more like he was giving up yeah i don't know to me that's how the ending would have been, been that would have been a better i i do think that would have been a better ending than what we got um i i just thought the ending was a mess but all that said i think the movie itself just to give my so okay i guess we'll shift into giving our closing thoughts I'll, I'll go ahead um i think the movie was well made i thought the acting was great uh costner did a good job i thought all like kicking bird wind and hair 10 bears i love 10 bears the the tribal chief that's my that's was, my guy i thought he was great yeah. um the kid too uh smiles a lot uh the i thought he was really good I agree with uh, what you, both of you said about um, Stands With Fist. She was a, it was a tough ask for her to do what she did. And I think it could have been done differently. I think, I don't know. I don't know what the climate was at the time this movie was made, but like, I feel like you could have easily, and it's, I don't know. I, I feel like it's something you could have done it differently where it didn't have to be a white woman who was captured. Like it could have been like, I thought Kicking Bird knew English. Like it, I thought it could have been something like that maybe they could have done differently, but I don't know. Um, but I thought the movie was well-made. I, like you said, Justin, I didn't really think the ending was that great, but 
it I think it served the purpose it was trying to. Um, and I, I, for like what the, just like, I guess we talked about Avatar in the beginning, the whole message of Avatar was like, you know, this conflict between two different, two, two, two different cultures. And I think that's this, what this uh, movie was trying to do. And I thought it got its message across. All right. Zero to five pogs. I'll give it a four. I, that's higher than I expected, to be honest. I'm pretty pumped at that. <laughs> yeah, it gets a solid two and a half from me. Ooh, yeah. That's more in line with uh, what I was expecting because, you know, again, this is a movie that's very controversial in its length, its runtime, its pacing. You know, it's all definitely the weird too long. things that happen. Yeah. I, um, I guess for me, it's like I'm ignoring the weird stuff and how long it is now that it's over. Uh, <laughs> and I'm just looking at basically Costner's performance and just the story itself, which I think both are good. So that's why I guess yeah, so I think that's the beauty of like the rating, right? Like you can sort of look back on it very subjectively with whatever right. lens you want. And exactly. I think it works for me. I very much think about just the experience of watching and, and sort of taking <laughs> the movie in, um, which is where I'm going to give it a two and a half. There's some parts that were outstanding, right? Um, but it was too slow. The end was a mess. Yeah. yeah. It's funny is I actually, I, I, if I go back and I like, for example, Mars attacks, I think it gave it a 2.5 or something like that based on just how I, uh, on the movie itself. But if I think back to how, like the experience of watching it, I'd probably rate it higher if I was just rating my watching experience. Yeah. Well, that's, that's kind of, I've tried to pick a few curveballs with my movies and so Peter, where do you more. put it? Well, this is going to sound crazy, but this is in my top three movies of all time. I mean, I gathered. Yeah. yeah. You, you I love this movie. That. I love this so is movie. It, is it a Kevin five? Costner's, is it a, it's a five out of five for me. This is going to be of one of my only few five out of fives. It, okay. it just reaches a part of my movie watching needs that I don't get to experience anymore with movies that come out these days, especially as a young person, right? Like, I, I go out and, you know, everything's so fastly paced and it's yeah. action packed mm. and it's very it's the TikTok generation, my man. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And so this is just kind of a breath of fresh air in the complete opposite. You know, maybe the pendulum's swinging way too far and it's just the slowest possible movie. Right. But, you know, something about this movie and all the weird little moments in it, like Timmons farting. The the <laughs> night if, if it were the if I were rating the first thirty minutes, it'd get a four. Yeah, because the first thirty minutes were weird and interesting. Yeah, and so I, I love this movie. I love it, and it it All also right. is uh, it's it's a great movie to watch because you know as you guys were talking about Avatar, you know this movie kind of created a little niche genre of like. And it's it, the name of it doesn't sound great, but it's called like the white savior where like mm. the white guy yeah. ingratiates himself within like a native culture and like saves them. So that's the plot of avatar highest grossing right. movie ever of all time. And the last samurai, which is a movie I also love. Um, all right. So that's an average of 3.8 um, for this movie, which is higher than I expected. Yeah. That, I mean, I'm, I'm stoked to hear that. Most people I talk to after having watched this movie uh, 
say like, all right, great. Never watching that again. They have my reaction. Basically. Yeah, which is no. I think the normal reaction to that type of movie. Well, but see, maybe you I rated sim- it. You found a sympathizer. Maybe I rated it too high because, like, I'm probably never watching it again just because it's no, too long. No, I think it, again, it's subjective. You get to yeah. rate it how you want to rate it. That's true. That's true. I, which I appreciate about this podcast about this pog scale rating. Yeah, it is and we can play subjective. fast and loose with the rules here, boys. Exactly. <laughs> I was trying to find. I know I had written down the other ratings. I wanted to see. I think Tommy Boy is probably undoubtedly our highest rated. I think, yeah, we all really like Tommy Boy. Um, yeah. I was yeah, surprised that, that, was, that, I, that was I, I was surprised that I would like Tommy Boy. Um, I thought I wrote <laughs> so it down. good. I'll have to go back. Uh, I used it. it. I mean, like, I was just uh, at a, uh, I was on uh, travel for work this past week and seeing a bunch of people that I work with that I hadn't seen in person in a while. Um, I was in uh, Michigan and, um, you know, at the end, everybody's shaking hands, and I just the brothers don't shake hands. <laughs> brothers got a hug. I said to every person. That's great. That's great. All right. Well, we've done it. We survived. So let's talk about next time. I Dance have a suggestion. Okay, you do. All right. Because yeah. at the beginning, I asked you, and you said you no, didn't. no, no. I, like it's not going to go the way you think it's going to go. Oh, okay. All right. Um. So for the next movie, I don't have a choice yet. I will tell you that uh, my girlfriend has asked. Right. to pick the movie and then be a guest star, which I think could be interesting yes. and hilarious. Um, but I also have a suggestion in that I think possibly just looking at the calendar here that our next podcast should maybe be, I don't know if we're going to have time, but like, so either we work a movie in or our next podcast is a quick, like first impressions of witch queen podcast. We, I mean, we can do the witch queen campaign. Yeah. Yeah. So like maybe, maybe we could try that for like middle of the week after it after it drops. When are you like guys playing when are you guys gonna do your first campaign playthrough? So I'm with I'm with Shy and Recoil like the day it drops. Okay. Peter? I'm a plastic bag in the wind. We're going we're going straight into legendary. So I'm taking I'm taking that day off. I intend to do the same thing. I just need to see if there's two other people who are going to do the same, I guess. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of people like Obi's <laughs> back now. So yeah. he'll have run it seven times before any of us are awake. Yeah. So <laughs> I have done it. I'll have done it. <laughs> I'll have done it that Tuesday. So we want to do that Sunday. Do a quick. Uh... Yeah. So that puts us at a couple weeks for our next episode. Yeah. Is that Sunday? Hold on. I, I might have a, a scheduling uh, thing, but we can work that out during the week for sure. It's definitely not going to be that next weekend because no, no, we're no. going to be busy. Yeah. So yeah, I guess it, I think what I think what it's going to look like. I don't even think our next two podcasts may even be a movie because I think the one after that we'll do our day one. We're have day one raid. Day like one recap, recap, right? Yeah, exactly. With the re- hopefully the rest of the raid team with <clears throat> quality better internet audio. connections this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't have to spend two hours. Uh, editing splicing uh colt's audio back into the episode Um, all right so that's it podcast will be back in a couple of weeks with our first takes on the witch queen r.i.p hunters um it is the era of the warlock it's too soon to write off (laughs) i'll just put that out there but yeah it is the it is the era of the warlock just plain and simple (laughs) the age the age of man has ended yeah yeah uh all right boys well it's another good episode until next week. Let's get out of here. Have a good one, fellas. Peace.